0: Welcome in or welcome back to the Midwest Swing Podcast. I am your host, D.C. Hendricks. Of course, here still covering the Midwest League and Minor League Baseball. We're starting with season previews, talking to all the teams in the Midwest League and previewing this season as the season is just getting started as of a couple of weeks ago. So still got a lot to talk about. I've already talked with the South Bend Cubs, the Fort Wayne 10 Caps, and now it's time to talk with the West Michigan White Caps. I got three guests lined up on this podcast as we talk all things White Caps and a little bit of Detroit Tigers, as they are the Major League affiliate of the Whitecaps. To start things off, I'm going to be joined by the manager, Brian Pena, former Major League Baseball catcher, by the way. He's going to be joining me to start things off. And then we're going to be joined by the Midwest League Player of the Week, Ben Malgerry, one of the top prospects in the Tigers organization. And then we'll wrap things up with the play-by-play broadcaster, Dan Hasty, and talk all things West Michigan Whitecaps. So let's look ahead. 2023 West Michigan Whitecaps preview. Let's get it started with the manager, Brian Pena. All right, so joining us here on the Midwest Swing Podcast, of course, we are talking the West Michigan Whitecaps. So a lot to get to, but I got to start off with the manager, of course. Now I remember seeing this man play at the big leagues. Remember seeing growing up watching him play, and now he's managing the West Michigan Whitecaps. Brian Pena, the manager of the West Michigan Whitecaps, joining us right now in the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you so much man for having me DC. I really appreciate it. And you know, many blessings for you and your fans and uh oh man. I'm excited man and I excited about this year and uh you know, <laughs> thanks for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. So, of course, um things didn't start for you obviously here coaching this and managing this great team already having a great start to the to the year already, but you know, how how did Brian Peña get here to this moment? Obviously, you're playing days and um a lot a lot led to you becoming the manager of the Whitecaps, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there is always a passion for me, you know, growing up. My mom and my dad, they were teachers. So at the end of the day, I knew somehow that I was going to get, you know, into teaching. But at the same time, you know, it feels like, you know, the position that I play, you know, being a catcher, you know. And obviously, you know, at the highest level, we have the blessings and opportunity to be in a good position, you know, to go out there and learn and play the game, you know, that we love. You know, I had a chance. You know, when I retired to continue to do it, and that the Detroit Tigers, you know, offered me an opportunity to uh, to help, you know, the new generations and continue to help, you know, the young uh, Tigers, uh, you know, coming up, and uh, and I fell in love with the job, and I really enjoy it. I really appreciate, you know, the um, you know the Tigers to continue to trust me and continue to give me an opportunity, you know, to make our guys better. And, uh, and, and that's the goal, man. I I, I feel like, uh, you know, we are in a pretty good position because, you know, our organization, you know, believe in us, believe in the talent that we have and that we just have to go out there and, and continue to get better and help our guys to be successful. Yeah.
0: And what I love about you managing this team is I feel like I was just watching you play yesterday. So a lot of it is probably you can relate to the players, right?
1: I mean, through that, I mean, uh, uh, it's not about me, man. You know, it's about our players. It's about what we can do to put our our players in a very good position, you know, to go out there and reach the goal and help us to win the World Series, you know. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a challenge, you know, because everybody's different, you know, everybody got a different why you know what i'm saying so you as a manager you know you just have to go out there and understand you know uh, your players understand your coaching stuff understand you know what is exactly what organization want and what is exactly what organization needs and uh you know me personally you know i feel very good about it because i understand you know that uh, that our guys that they're trending in the right direction and i and i love i love the fact that i uh, you know we we continue to uh you know to give me a, a chance you know uh in my humble opinion you know, to go out there and, and, and to make our guys better. And that that, that made me, uh, you know, proud. And and, uh, and I'm very humbled to accept my assignment.
0: Yeah, so as we look ahead to the 2023 season, um, it still feels like the 2022 season ended just yesterday as well. But what were some things that you really wanted to focus on coming in to this 2023 year before the season even started? What were some things that you had the players working on more than ever?
1: Well, honestly, we just want our guys to feel better. We just want our guys to feel comfortable, you know, doing their job, and uh, we just want to develop our players, you know, because at the end of the day, it's not about Brian Pena, you know, it's, it's about our players, you know, to make sure that they help us winning the World Series, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, sooner than, than later, but at the same time, you know, it feels like uh, you know I got a great group of, of coaching and staff, you know, uh, uh, obviously, you know, our coaches. They're very good. They're, they're understanding everything that we need to do to put our players in a good position to to be successful. And, uh, you know, I'm very proud, man, very proud of my coaches, very proud of the way we work. You know, we are family, you know, we feel you know, pretty good, obviously. You know, my bench coach and, you know, Tim Garland, you know, he's been in the game for a lot of years. You know, he's one of those guys that got a lot of experience and uh, are looking forward. You know, learning from him, and uh, you know, he always there for our players. he's always there for me, and that's uh, super exciting. Super exciting to have him. You know, Rico Ball is going to be, you know, he's our pitching coach, and he had a lot of experience too, you know, in, in the game. And uh, you know, I know that our pitchers love him. I know that our pitchers they understand, you know, what he needs to do, and and uh, you know, they understand the way he teaches, and uh, that that is a very good combination. And also, we have C.J. Wesley, who's our hitting coach, and uh, you know, we worked last year together, and uh, you know, him and I, we are on the same page pretty much always. And him and I, we do have good relationship, you know, and, uh, you know, we have Trevor, who is our um, uh, uh, pitching, another pitching coach that we have. And, uh, man, he's uh, he's he's new in the organization, but he's like a sponge, you know. He understands exactly what we need. He understands exactly what we need to do, you know, to put our guys in a very good position. And, uh, man, super happy, like I said before, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, our trainer, Sean, and, and, and our strength conditioning, Paul, and, uh, you know, our, our BIA, uh, Michael, you know, he also doing everything you know, to, to give our guys, you know, the information that they need. And, uh, man, it, it, it is a family, man. It is a family. And I give you a little bit of everything because uh, I, feel it, I feel it in my heart. You know, I feel it in my heart, everything that, that, that we do, you know, for our players to start, you know, with, you know, from us. And uh, that is, it's, is – I'm sorry, start with us. And uh, that is exactly what we're doing, and we've got to continue to do so.
0: That is awesome. Love the family environment in West Michigan. So, oh, you yeah. guys – you oh, guys have yeah. been tearing it up already. I mean – you got you got a couple of guys uh, tied for the league lead in home runs already, and Malzeri and Pacheco. Uh, tell me about your lineup. So we'll start with the lineup. Tell me about some guys that have been, you know, getting a great start to twenty twenty
1: three. Definitely, definitely, we we we're very excited about the, you know our players, but especially you know about Pacheco and Jay John, You know those guys are they're, they're very young. They're they understand exactly you know uh, w- what to do, and and, uh, and and they they understand exactly. What is exactly what we want them to do? And, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, you know, they're they're, uh, they're, they're troopers, man. They're, they're real troopers. You know, they go out there and, and they're the first one to come in, you know, in the clubhouse and the last one to leave. Uh, you know, they, they have, uh, you know, pretty good, uh, you know, leadership skills and uh, we're super happy about it. And uh, obviously, you know, we just want them to go out there and showcase their talent every single night. You know, we just want them to go out there and understand that, are you know that it's a process you know what i'm saying and and they have to be uh you know mentally ready you know for ups and downs but at the same time you know our guys they they do a good job because they trust our coaches they trust our organization and they trust you know the player plans that that we build you know for them and that we have been working together and and obviously you know we have a great a great chance you know to 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 incorporate you know good things to to their game and especially you know having a nutritionist you know, in our ball club, you know, her name is Kara, and she's pretty good about it. You know, she understands, you know, what our players need, and uh, and and like I said before, man, this is a great combination for our guys to be so successful, and, and we just have to stay out of the way and, and make sure that uh, that uh, you know we let them do their thing.
0: That's right, and I wanted to also gonna talk about the pitching, cause you gotta you got another pin, you're tearing it up on the mound for you guys to start off, but let's focus on the pitching a little bit. Who are some guys to people to watch out for in 2023?
1: I mean, we're super excited about, you know, Madison. You know, Madison is one of those guys that he had an electric fastball and a very good, you know, breaking balls. And, uh, you know, we feel like, uh, you know, he's doing he's doing a tremendous job for us. And Tyler, you know, we feel like, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that is going to help us, you know, hopefully sooner than later, you know, in Detroit, you know. And also, you know, we have um, – you know, Blake Holup, that, uh, you know, he's a powerful fastball. You know, he's a guy, you know, who won that baseball every single day. You know, he's a, he's a very reliable reliever. You know, he's a guy that we believe in and his talent. And, uh, you know, we just want him to continue to go out there and, and, uh, and you know, and, and, and do his thing, you know. But at the same time, you know, we, are, as, as a team, you know, we are preaching and and, uh, and, and we're trying to get into, uh, you know, the, the understanding that, uh, you know, for us to be successful, we got to throw a strike. You know, for us, you know, to get to a level that we want to be at, you know we got to make sure that we understand what we need to do. You know we understand exactly what what is going to help us. You know to go out there and and uh, and perform. You know and uh, and and like I said before, you know we we have a good leadership on on Ball. You know with our pitching coach and 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 Trevor, and
0: uh, we just have to go out there and
1: and let those guys work, and and we just have to you know guide them to you know to be uh, great.
0: Got a list of great players we're naming on this podcast: West Michigan Whitecaps preview. And I wanted to talk because uh, we're going to be joined by Mal Jerry a little bit later on in the podcast. So um, help me dig a little bit deeper before I talk to the kid. Tell me a little bit about him.
1: I never seen nobody play the game harder than than Ben my Jerry. I never seen nobody go go out there and end up and and give and give so much to his team, to his teammate, to his coaching and staff than than Ben my Jerry. I mean, he's one of those guys that uh, you know you really want to root for him. Because of what he brings to the table every single day—the discipline, the passion, the commitment—I mean, he's a leader. Uh, he's a leader. This is exactly what we want, you know, as organization. We want a guy who goes out there and represents, you know, the organization uh, on and off the field very well. And uh, he, he's a guy. You know, he's a guy. He always want to, you know, want to get better. He asks questions. You know, he's the first one, you know, to go out there, you know, and and work. And work and work and work and at times you know we have to we have to make sure that he drinks water and stuff like that because like i said man he just want to go out there and be better for his teammates be better for the organization and uh you know it's a special it's a special talent and uh you know we're very happy to have him you know we're very humble you know to be part of his process you know to uh to, to be successful and uh you know uh the team garland has been working with him you know uh, and and that uh, you know Timmy and I and, and and I you know we talk about it and him a lot but at the same time you know um, we 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 believe that uh, he's going to continue to get better you know we, we believe that he's going to go out there and and uh, you know and reach and reach uh, you, you know the limit because you know he wants it you know he's hungry uh, he's excited about his future he's excited about his, you know his uh, his game and uh, you know it's fun to see him uh, going out there and, and, and patrolling you know, those, uh, um, you know, positions are there, center field, right field, left field. And, uh, and, and every time that he goes to home play, you know, you expect, you know, something good to happen, you know, because he's very confident and he brings that confidence, to you know, not, not just for him and his teammate, but also to our coaching staff.
0: I love it. And you had a great start to the season. I mean, you started off at home because the 4-way in caps got three straight wins. Um, looked very, very comfortable in those. And then I think you had back-to-back series with the Lansing Lugnuts, right? How, how have things been going so far?
1: Well, I mean, things are going good, man. It's early, you know, it's early in the season, obviously. Uh, you know, the weather has been unpredictable, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's been 70-something, and then now we, we, <laughs> it feels like 29. You know, but at the same time, you know, that's part of being a professional. You know, that's part of, of, of understanding, you know, what do you need to do, you know, to be a professional and understanding that uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard, you know, to play, you know, with this wedding in Detroit, but you're going to have to do it because your love, your passion, and your respect for the game, and your respect for your teammates they're going to help you to forget about the weather, you know? And mm-hmm. that is the mindset that we're creating. That is the, the, the message that, that we, we're delivering. And, uh, and that is exactly, you know, the, the way we go about our business, you know? But at the same time, you know, we're just having fun, man. We just, you know, enjoy it ourselves. We're just having each other's back. We, you know, we have a great team chemistry, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, very grateful to uh, the to White Caps organization. Especially, you know, Gingeretti, you know, the ownership groups, and 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 the crew, you know, because everybody has something special to you know to do for us to be successful behind the scenes, and you know, we really appreciate everybody who you know who who comes in, you know, and gave us you know the love, the the love and the support that we need. But also, you know, I I just want to make sure that you know our fans, you know, they 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 get some love too, because without them, you know, we are nothing. You know, we really appreciate you know, the way they support us. We really appreciate the way they're there for us. And, uh, you know, we love Mm -hmm. them, you know, from the bottom of our heart because, you know, it's a two-way street and and we know that they love us back and that, you know, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a fun year and hopefully we can continue to do that and and trend in the right direction.
0: I love how you're all about God and your family and it definitely resonates and it's definitely sitting in with your team. You guys are playing great ball right now and hopefully – expecting a big 2023 for you guys. I appreciate everything. I look forward to coming to the ballpark. I have not been to the West Michigan Whitecaps field, so I'm going to make it a testament this year. I got the podcast. I got to take it on the road. I got to hit up a West Michigan game, so I got to see you sometime.
1: You have to, man. You have to. That, that That's something that you need to do because it's a, it's a special place to play. It's a great atmosphere. It's a family uh, you know, uh, love, caring, you know, environment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and also, man, you know, uh, our people, our fans, you know, they, they are very respectful. Mm-hmm. They really love our team and they really love our players and uh, we're super excited and we're blessed, man. We're blessed to have this chance to be here. We are blessed to have an opportunity to, you know, to be with, uh, you know, with the White Cups, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, very humble. And, and very thankful and grateful, you know, to the Detroit Tigers organization to put us in this position, you know, to continue to uh, to do what we do, mm-hmm. to continue to do what we love. And that is coaching, that is teaching, and that is, uh, you know, working with our players, you know, to help them to be successful and help us to win the World Series, you know, sooner mm-hmm. than
0: later. That is what it's all about. Brian Pinion joining us here on the Midwest Swing Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and look forward to seeing you. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Thank you, man. Thanks
1: for having me. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless your fan base. Thank you. And God bless America because I love this country and, uh, you know, I love, I love, uh, you know, what this great country represents. Love
0: it. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right. So we just got done talking to the manager and now it's time to look and talk to the Midwest League Player of the Week. And yes, it has been a lot of stuff going around about this prospect and how great the season should be for him in 2023, a lot of hype, a lot of hype, and he's living up to it so far this season. And I'm looking forward to seeing him with the West Michigan Whitecaps throughout the year and see how his career progresses as he's just a young man and just getting started. We are joined by Ben Malgeri for the West Michigan Whitecaps. How are you doing?
3: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. So how does it feel? Midwest League Player of the Week to start the season. Doesn't get much better than that, right?
3: Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's a great start to the year. Great.
0: So, obviously, the season is just getting started. Everybody's getting back in the groove. So, obviously, the off season is in the rear view. But what were some things that you were really focused on this past offseason to improve the game?
3: Um, I think, mo- for me, mostly uh, focusing on the mental side of the game. You know, uh, instead, of, instead of trying to go out and hit four homers every night, just being consistently good every night, you know, taking your walks, um, not putting too much pressure on yourself, having fun. I think that that was the biggest thing that I – uh, have tried to work on this off season and just changing my mindset coming into this year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've been a professional baseball player for a couple of years. So, um, obviously it's been a journey, but what were, what was some of the toughest adjustments other than obviously the players are better, but what was, what's been some of the toughest adjustments adjusting to pro ball?
3: I think, um, just being ready to play every day, you know, last year, I think I was, I was a little bit up and down. I, I had some, some good, uh, good series, good weeks, good months, but I also had some uh, not as good series weeks and months as I would have liked to. Um, So I think that that's the biggest adjustment is just going out there every night and just having fun with it. Like I said before, not putting too much pressure on myself.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of people listening to this podcast and myself um, still want to learn a little bit about you, just learning a little bit of your history. So I just want to know a little bit more about Ben Malgeri. Let's go back and travel back. So, you know, growing up as a kid in the moment, where you realize, man, I could be – because we all have that dream when we're playing Little League, right? We all think, oh, I want to be a pro baseball player someday. But when did it really set in for you? Man, I could really do this as a job every day.
3: Um. Honestly, I think it didn't really set in for me until later. Um, mm. You know, my parents my parents were always supportive of me, like coming up through little league and like mm-hmm. in high school, and they did whatever they could to get me on the best travel teams. And you know, yep. I wasn't I wasn't heavily recruited out of high school, so going into college, um, first game I remember playing at Baylor, mm-hmm. and you know that power five school. So I always kind of uh, being from New Hampshire, I always kind of put them on a pedestal at power five schools. Um, And then I, I I got there and I kind of realized, you know, like these guys are, are no, no different from me. Like they're just swinging the bat and having fun the same way that I am. So I think that that was kind of the first moment, that first series of college was the first moment that I realized that I could, I could be a pro baseball player legitimately.
0: Wow. That's crazy. You know, a lot of, a lot of times everybody's like, yeah, I realized it when I was like 10 years old on the all-star team in little league. And it's like, that's awesome to hear man because i mean you're you're a stud yeah obviously a lot of people are talking about you so some big expectations Uh here in 2023 but um a great start to the year i mean you're tied for the home run lead in uh the midwest league right now so i know you're not trying to hit three home runs every game but it's working so far What's (laughs) what's been working for you so far i mean
3: like i said before like my mindset going into every game is just trying to have fun not not trying to do too much and i'm just going to the plate and i'm I'm just having fun with it, you know, pretending like I'm still in Little League and just just playing the game like I love it, like I always have.
0: I was hoping you'd say the ball's bigger, it looks bigger. I was, hoping, <laughs> I was hoping you'd give me something like that, like, yeah, I'm seeing the ball a whole lot better. It's just looking bigger coming to the plate. Um, you guys as a team, though, as well, you know, you guys seem to be gelling early on. Just kind of talk about the rest of the team and some other guys that you play along against that have really made things easier for you
3: absolutely you know we have a fantastic group of guys here um i could i could name pretty much every guy on our roster that um has helped me out mm-hmm. already this year you know in one way or another um so i think you know i'm roommates with uh danny seretti and we talk hitting mm-hmm. nonstop. um so i think that just being in that mindset uh really really helps me um you know jace young isaac pacheco oh. great players uh austin Murr, chris myers Big B,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, every, everyone. I could, I could go on and on. Um, and everyone, like, if there's no one that I don't feel like I can go to um, for help or, like, extra knowledge. I think that everyone on the team is, is a great guy in general. Um, and we just have gelled really great early on.
0: Yeah, so as I mentioned, you know, you're a couple years within being in pro ball. So, so far, I mean, let's reflect a little bit. I know it's, you're just getting started, just getting your feet wet you know, what's been some key moments for you as a pro ball player? What's been some of your favorite moments so far?
3: Um, let's see. I think, uh, I think my favorite moment so far in pro ball, it had to be the last game last year. Mm. Um, we were down for nothing going into the bottom of the ninth, you know, we knew we had to win that game, uh, mm. to make the playoffs. Um, and we just, would not we would not give up and we uh we came back and you know tied it up in the bottom of the ninth soretti got robbed of a, a walk-off home run mm. uh then we took it to extras and we won it in the 10th <laughs> and i think that that was just that was just a great moment uh showing that we had we had no uh no quit us. and i feel the same about this team this year so i think it's it's just i, I don't know that was a great moment for me that's my top one so far
0: I love it. So, you know, obviously, I know you're you're saying you're taking things, you know, day by day and a game at a time. Always love to hear from players, you know, because, you know, as, you know, a media guy and just as a person, I set goals for the year. You know, I set goals, what I want to do, things I want to achieve. Um, and I imagine, you know, you have goals as a team. Um, I know the manager was saying that, hey, you guys are trying to win the Midwest League Championship and you guys think you got the group ready to do that. But personally for you. I mean, I know you got some kind of goals and expectations for yourself, too, right?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think coming out of last year, I set, I set goals as, uh, in the form of numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think that this offseason kind of made me realize that uh, numbers aren't always in your control. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, – so, so coming into the season, I've tried to make it more of a goal – uh, to prioritize, you know, getting better every day, having fun, executing my processes like I know I can, and I think that that's, uh, I mean, that's how I, that's how you truly achieve the numbers that you want. In my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's how I, I achieve the numbers that I want. So that's that's kind of more of the goals that I've set coming into the season.
0: Yeah, Manager Brian Pena, obviously, you know, has had great things to say about you early on this season, and uh has has some big expectations as well but you know as a former player myself I always looked up to people and watched other players you know at the higher levels and see how they played and tried to model my game and try to take you know at least some things from them and swagger um one guy was David Ortiz for me big poppy that was a uh, that was my guy that I looked up to I, I'm built like him I was I kind of had the same approach whether I was either striking out or hitting a nice long ball but is there anyone that you watch currently in MLB that you kind of you know kind of take after
3: yeah, I would definitely say Trout since I was young. I knew like him. <laughs> I think he's yeah, he's he's been like the best player in the league for the past, you know, decade plus. <laughs> um so I and him being an outfielder just like me, mm-hmm. uh he's from New Jersey, so I feel like yep. he's really uh I don't know, he's a real great guy for me to model my game after. I think that like we just have a lot of similarities in that in that sense you know he's obviously mike trout and i'm chasing (laughs) after something that something that uh you know has really never been done before but just replicating that like a guy like mike trout i think is is huge
0: absolutely man you're just getting started and obviously you know as the season progresses i'm sure the detroit tigers i mean how how does it feel too because you know growing up i always heard a lot about the detroit tigers a great organization I mean hearing that you got drafted from the Detroit Tigers what was your first thought
3: Um you know I I didn't really care where I got drafted my mm-hmm. first thought was just like I'm going to I'm going to give it my all no matter where I'm at I hear you. Um that's that's it I I really didn't have a uh, a preference you know I grew up I grew up a Red Sox fan but now ah. I'm a Tigers fan so that's ah. that's all it is.
0: I like it I like it yep. Yes looking forward to a big 2023 season I mean you guys are playing some great ball right now. Let's keep it going and keep the season going and want one Midwest League Player of the Week under your belt. Let's see if you can get some more, okay? Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate you.
3: Alright, thank you.
2: Hello, friends. A beautiful Saturday afternoon in Comstock Park. This is inning number seven. Still in the front nine, if you will. Eric Pinales hails from San Cristobal. It's about 30 kilometers from Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Right now looking at a pitch from about 60 feet, six inches. no idea how that one stayed out I struggled a lot in 2022 with his control a fine hit deep to left center off the wall Lucas done into second base exquisite a one out double here in the seventh an excellent approach to that hit Patient. Able to line it up, deposit it into left center field. Got it into the short grass out there. (laughs) Aren't you happy that doesn't sound like that every single day? You're putting me to sleep. Felt like a lullaby.
0: (laughs) All right, so we talk with Brian Pena, the manager of the West Michigan Whitecaps, and Ben Malgeri, the Midwest League Player of the Week. Let's join the podcast as well. Now we're wrapping things on up with the one and only play by play, Dan Hasty, joining us here in the Midwest Swing Podcast. Dan, thank you so much for coming on.
4: My new favorite Midwest League podcast. That's What's right, up, DC.
0: That's right, man. I appreciate you for coming on. I'm doing good, doing even better now that I got to talk a little West Michigan Whitecaps, man. I'm excited. Um, admittedly, so I'm just getting things started, and I've known about the Midwest League for a while, but it's really exciting, i got to say, for actually talking to the players and the manager and all you play-by-play guys that work so hard for us.
4: Well, and look, I mean, this is something, and I told you this off this podcast, air that this league has just desperately needed. It's Mm -hmm. been overdue for a long, long time to have a podcast dedicated to everything going on around the league. You serve a very important purpose, and I'm really, really happy that you're doing this. So awesome. whether it's talking to our players, our coaches, anybody in our media department, including myself, I hope everybody in the Midwest League takes a page out of this and makes sure that they give you those same types of opportunities, because this is something that can benefit everybody, including, of course, yourself.
0: I appreciate that. I'm a big baseball guy, a big Midwest League guy, so... It is a, it's an honor, honestly, to talk to all of you. But I, I, you know, as I bring you on, I don't know if we're gonna talk golf or baseball. Which one do you want today?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the internet's weird, man. No, nothing makes sense. Like it's so funny because you know we just kind of did that as you know just a funny little bit, and we've done bits like that in the past. Obviously, you're talking about that Masters clip, but mm-hmm. you know, in terms of you know sending it out, like some of the stuff that we we've done we don't send it out. And usually that stuff just kind of ends up lost in the abyss of, of minor league baseball TV. But we decided to tweet it out. And all of a sudden, of course it, it's done what it, what it has done. And, uh, you know, we made it for white caps fans. We certainly didn't expect that it was ever going to get back to Jim Nance. So <laughs> life comes at you fast, I guess is the moral of the story.
0: And of course we gave everyone a sample, um, of what we're talking about, that way they can get a bigger idea because maybe not everybody um, is on Twitter or didn't get to see the video. Um, so glad we were able to, you know, play a little bit of that for so they could get a better idea of what we're talking about. But some people were probably listening like, "What the hell are they talking about?" So um, it was good to actually give them, you know, a picture um, and an image of what we're talking about. But I gotta say, I mean, hey, if baseball, if when the baseball season's over, you know, golf season picks up, right? You know, I,
4: I can't tell you. I haven't uh, enjoyed great. The, the golf community. I, I will say I wasn't really as well versed in in the golf <laughs> world before this clip came out, and now that it has, I gotta tell you, I, I like these people. Like this, this is a good group, and you know, I, I mean, I have clubs. I probably play once or twice a year, maybe if I'm lucky. And uh, I, I will say I've gotten a few more offers to go play ever since that clip came out. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. But obviously, you know, it's it, things are a lot, of, a lot of fun. I imagine for you right now, you got a, you got a great team to get on the broadcast to talk about with the West Michigan Whitecaps. I mean, how, how has the vibe been in the clubhouse with the, with the caps so far?
4: I mean, you know, when you have Brian Pena leading yeah. your clubhouse, it's hard to have a bad vibe ever. I mean, <laughs> you just, you know, you talked to him on this episode. Yeah. You got to know him a little bit, and I'm here to tell you enjoy it. Don't get used to it because there's not a lot of people in that position as a team's manager who are like Brian Pena. He is just, he is extremely unique. I I like to call him the Cuban Ted Lasso for those of
3: you who (laughs) like that show.
4: He is very much a, yeah, he's a galvanizer. He is a culture builder. He is that guy. I mean, we're in the state of Michigan over here and you're not too far away because you're based out of South Bend. But, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that has happened here in the state of Michigan is the football team, the Detroit Lions, has brought over a similar style coach, a galvanizer, if you will, somebody who can get everybody together and, and really get those guys to fight for them. And that's what Dan Campbell has done with the Detroit Lions. And I can tell you this, I've, you know, I've, I've been around lots of lots of football for over 30 years. And never in my time have I seen the level of optimism surrounding that football team as I see right now. And they didn't mm. even make the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They were close. They didn't make it. But the spirits are higher than they've ever been. The, the stock is at that point where it's like everybody's saying, buy that stock right now. <laughs> and as it pertains to the, to the baseball side, Brian Payne has a similar aspect on his clubhouse. The guys love him. The guys go to war for him. The guys fight like tooth and nail for mm-hmm. their manager.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, we, we were joined by Ben Malgerry earlier, the Midwest League Player of the Week. Um, I know Pacheco's had a great start to the season, but who are some, I mean, obviously, you know, you're calling the game. So who, uh, other than Pacheco and Malgeri, which I feel like, I've mentioned a lot on this episode because I mean I'm a hitter, so I always tend to lean towards the hitters, but we gotta give we gotta give some extra love, man. Who are some other guys that have hit the ground running for the White Cap so far?
4: Before I give you a pitcher, can I give you another hitter, another position Please player? Do. Because there is one player that I think has some a very unique skill in his skill set that's not only major league caliber, mm-hmm. but we're talking top five major league right now caliber okay. and that's Roberto Campos the outfielder he's only 19 years old wow. he comes over from Cuba much like his manager and Brian Pena mm-hmm. and one of the things is that nobody really knew a whole lot about him a couple of years ago when the Detroit Tigers signed him they gave him at that point what was a club record it was 2.8 million dollars to sign Campos mm. and everybody was kind of going Okay. So he's not even a top 30 international prospect. So Mm -hmm. like, why? (laughs) Like, what's the point? And so what we have learned is what the point was. The point was the fact that the Detroit Tigers figured out that compost had an extremely unique ability. And that's to hit the baseball very, very hard last year. In Lakeland, this is a low-A franchise, the Lakeland Flying Tigers. They're in the Florida State League. They're one stop before the Midwest League. Lakeland is where Campos played last year at only 18 years old, and he hit a ball that was clocked with – because they have all the stat-cast metrics down in the Florida State League. (laughs) But they they got his exit velocity on a hit last year at 121 miles per hour. Wow. So – if that had happened in Major League Baseball last year, that would have been the second hardest ball hit mm. in Major League Baseball last year. Only it was I'm trying to think. Only O'Neill Cruz, who are okay. the Pittsburgh Pirates, hit yep. a ball harder than that. Wow! And obviously he's a freak. Right. <laughs> so right. to know that Roberto Campos has that potential somewhere in his skill set is just not something that a lot of guys have. So. I'm really excited about Roberto Campos. As it pertains to pitchers, probably the most highly thought-of prospect, if you will. He's at the back end of the Tigers' top 30. If you go to MLB Pipeline, I think he's currently sitting at number 26, Mm -hmm. is Tyler Madison. He Mm -hmm. played collegiately at Bryant. He was a fourth-round pick of the Tigers a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And last year was a starter. I think every year before this year he's been a starter, but I think they figured out that his stuff plays up in his first few innings. So they've made him not just a closer, but like a fireman. Like they really trust him in just about any high-leverage situation. So we've seen situations where they put him in for a save in the ninth. We put him in situations where it's the fourth inning and the bases are loaded and the cleanup man's coming up and we're up by a run. Mm-hmm. So they basically trust him in their most important spots. And pretty much he's delivered every single time out. He's somebody I like a lot.
0: I love it. I think Brian Pena mentioned his name earlier as well. So given giving Tyler a little bit of love, you know, as a guy that, you know, get, kind of gets overlooked with the, the, the way the Whitecaps are hitting right now. I mean, leading the league with on-base percentage in the Midwest league. So I, I would say the team, how, how do you, how would you say the team has started off so far in 2023?
4: I mean, Right now, as we sit here and talk, I mean, they're three games over 500. Mm -hmm. So to to start like that, you're never going to complain early in a season. Mm -hmm. They ended up sweeping Fort Wayne the first weekend, and basically they've kind of just held the line ever since. But all that being said, last year they were a team that caught fire late. I don't know how that's going to play out this year. I kind of always look to the lower level, at least in this case, just to see – okay, what does the team beneath West Michigan look like? And there's a lot of young guys at the low A level. So when they inevitably get moved up to high A, they're going to be extremely challenged in this league. So Mm -hmm. that's going to be interesting to see how they adapt because typically young guys in our league, there is a learning curve. There are struggles. Mm -hmm. I mean, a couple of years ago, the number one overall pick play for West Michigan and the Detroit Tigers, Spencer Torkelson. Yep. And he struggled the first three weeks. I mean, he, he was basically one for the first three weeks. Mm. And all of a sudden, it was like a light bulb came on, and then nobody could get him out anymore. <laughs> so that's what happens with, with guys. And think about this. Torkelson at that point in time, I want to say he was – 22, he might have been 21, mm-hmm. but 22. The guys that are coming to West Michigan are 18, 19, right. 20. They're all younger right. than Torkelson was. And Torkelson had a lot of college polish. Some of these guys didn't even go to a regular high school. I mean, mm-hmm. some of these guys are coming over from, from Latin America. So right. there's a lot of education on and off the field that goes into it. So those guys are going to be challenged, but I think at least as it pertains to this version of the Whitecaps, there's going to be an important – and I kind of think a stress upon starting hot because mm-hmm. I think how they do in the first half, I think they're going to have those, those four-year college guys, the grinders, the guys who have been around the game for a lot longer and are frankly older than most of their competition is right now. It's mm-hmm. kind of a signature of the old school West Michigan teams. But those kinds of teams – tend to play well and that's why they played well at the end of last year and that's why I'm hoping that they continue to keep it rolling into this year. And so far they've done that.
0: Yeah, and one of the anomalies, you know, was the 23 year old Ben Malgerry who I just got done talking to and I, I had a little fun with them. I wanted to travel back a little bit because, you know, I, I always love hearing the stories from the players and hearing, you know, when they realize, man, like I could be a professional ball player. And, you know, expecting a little league answer or um, a high school answer. I got a college answer. He didn't. He didn't feel like mm-hmm. he could be a professional baseball player until the weekend against Baylor in college.
3: Well, and you know what? I mean, in,
4: based on what we've seen, because you know we had him all of last year, mm-hmm. and he was a fourth outfielder that began the year, and then after about three weeks, he got thrust into the role of being the everyday center fielder. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that. The Whitecaps became a much better team mm-hmm. once he was in the lineup every day. Some way, somehow, whether or not you put him in center or left field or right field, once you put him in the lineup, they started winning. Mm-hmm. And he, he is just a winning baseball player. He mm-hmm. does everything. He is, he is fast, but he's not Ricky Henderson. Right. He has power, but he's not David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. He hits for batting average you know but he's not Pete Rose but right. he's he's everything and that is a really valuable skill set because you can put him you could literally drop him into a major league roster right now mm-hmm. and there would he would not be exposed mm-hmm. he would have some way that he could contribute whether it's defensively offensively with speed he just has the entire skill set and mm-hmm. there's so few guys that can say that
0: yeah, and after being with the Tigers organization for the past two years, it's just a testament um that, you know, the grind and the professional baseball level in the minors, you know, it's different for everyone. Um and as you said, right. people people catch on in different moments and different aspects of their careers. So Malgeria hitting stride here at twenty three years old and um gonna enjoy him as long as we can at West Michigan, right? And,
4: and you know what? And just to add my last favorite statistic on Ben Maljeri, and I don't know if you guys jumped into this as well, but he is the West Michigan Whitecaps franchise leader and hit by pitches. And oh, wow. I respect that. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> he has been hit 26 times at the time of this conversation Jeez. more than anybody else. He was tied for the league lead in the Midwest League last year. And he already gotten hit twice, and that broke the franchise record this year.
0: Jeez, I mean, I mean, what do you see? I wish I would've known that. I'd have been like, "What do you, what do you do to get that kind of stat, Ben?" I mean, are you you making that many pitchers mad?
4: <laughs> I'll tell you this: <laughs> when we told him that he broke the franchise record, he did it during a game at Lansing. He said, "All right, well, I guess I'll start getting out of the way." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's about as good as the answers you can get. Um, he ta- said, <laughs> "Hey, that's the definition of taking one for the team." I tell you what, leading the lead and and hit, and hit hit by pitch. Um, that's that's definitely a stat that you want to lead in, including home runs. I mean, he's tied for the home run lead. So, as you said, he's a guy that, he's a guy that does it all. But I, I want to before I let you go, I want to have a little fun with you. I seen a few days ago. You got to enjoy. I don't know if you got lost or what. Um, but you <laughs> ended up you ended up see, watching a Tigers game. How was that?
4: You know, so basically how it works during baseball season for people who do what what we do, when you talk to some of the other broadcasters around the league, Uh they'll tell you there just aren't opportunities to go watch Major League Baseball or Mm -hmm. to that end, just go watch games as a fan. Mm -hmm. So it just so happened that I was in the Metro Detroit area Mm -hmm. where I grew up. And so when – I realized that the Whitecaps were playing at 6 o'clock. I knew that it took about an hour and change to get from Poverica Park mm-hmm. to Jackson Field, which is where the Lansing Lugnuts play. So I knew that I could probably go because the Tigers were playing their game at 1 o'clock. So, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of think about it and we go, okay. So if I go to this game, that's great. I know I'll not be able to stay the whole game, but if I don't go to this game – I might not get a chance to go to any game the entire summer just because things just don't tend to work out like from a scheduling standpoint. So you're usually just not in the area. So it's a really, really big ask, especially when you're talking about driving all the way across the state or driving over to Chicago if you want to go to Wrigley, Mm -hmm. you know, guaranteed right field. So, you know, you're dealing with those two. But it was like, this is perfect. I'm going to stay for a handful of innings, maybe five, six innings. I'm going to go... Be in the atmosphere. I'm gonna watch a game and not have to talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and meet up with a couple of buddies and then I'm on my way. So yeah, it was one game as a fan, and then it was across the state over to, to Lansing in the middle of Michigan to go call
3: a baseball game in the
0: evening. Yeah, I would. I would just keep it. Uh, i just keep it a hundred. I would. I would just say, look. It was an opportunity to grab a beer and hang with some friends and grab a hot dog. You can't do that. I mean, I guess you could on the broadcast. We just wouldn't know, but that would that would be my answer. Like, look, I just wanted to kick back, enjoy a game, grab a brew, and enjoy some baseball. Look, that's – and it's, it's a beautiful field. I haven't been there yet, but I definitely look forward uh, to checking out a game at America. So um, before I let you go, though, I want to know what you think of this team moving forward. I mean, it's early in the season, um, but what do you see the landscape moving forward? What are some things you think – um, we can see from the White Caps moving ahead.
4: Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of roster fluctuation. Mm-hmm. So I, I, will, I will say, enjoy the team that you have while you have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to last because it's an older nucleus. And what happens every time a baseball season happens, every, every year, every team, it doesn't matter which team, it always happens to every single team in the history of humanity, guys start getting hurt. So what's going to happen is once a guy at AAA goes down, or a guy at Double A, or a guy in the big leagues, and that domino effect starts to happen, where you got to push up the AAA outfielder, all of a sudden there's a need in AAA, got to push up the Double A guy, and that all the way dominoes its way down to West Michigan, because then West Michigan loses their best guy, he gets to go to Erie. So mm-hmm. this is normal. This is what we expect. This is what we understand as part of this situation. So a lot of guys with a lot of experience are very much capable of handling that next step up. A lot of guys showed it last year and just happened to be back to start this season. They're not afraid to move guys quickly. So mm-hmm. I do think it's important for them to get off to a good start. So far, they've done that. I think as long as they keep most of those pieces, they should be pretty competitive for the next month or two.
0: Yeah, I mean, so just looking ahead to the next two series, because this will be taking up pretty much the rest of April. So, right now, in a series with the Dayton Dragons, then you got the Cedar Rapids Colonels. So, I mean, two teams, what do you know about them?
3: <laughs> well, the
4: Cincinnati Reds are the major league affiliate for the Dayton Dragons. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this in watching them since I got into the league in 2015, they've sort of been discombobulated over mm-hmm. the course of, gosh, the last three, five years when I. Started, Mm. but over the course of the last couple seasons, they've really gotten it together. They've really started to figure it out, Mm. and they've all of a sudden built up a minor league system and stashed a bunch of prospects. They've collected assets to now put themselves in a position where. They're one of the best farm systems in Major League Baseball. I mean, wow. Ellie De La Cruz is their number one prospect. We saw him in Dayton not too long ago. Yep. He's an absolute freak. <laughs> and we talked about O'Neill Cruz hit the baseball hard. <laughs> we talked about Roberto Campos. Yep. Ellie De La Cruz is that dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can absolutely put it on a baseball. So I'm very excited to see what happens when he eventually gets called up to the big leagues. He is just lightning in a bottle every time he steps on a baseball field. <laughs> and there's they have a bunch of shortstops, too. Noel V. Marte is a shortstop that played at Dayton for the end of last year, and Edwin Arroyo plays for them now. Mm-hmm. Those are two guys that they got in the trade for Luis Castillo from the Seattle Mariners, and they're both absolute studs. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I don't know how they're going to move these guys around. They've got like nine good shortstops in their <laughs> minor league system. But... They're going to figure it out. I know they're going to figure it out, but it's really interesting to watch them. And then you've got the Cedar Rapids Colonels. They're a Minnesota Twins affiliate, mm-hmm. and that is another really forward-thinking organization who really understands player development mm-hmm. and asset management. Those guys are good every time we play them. I don't expect anything different this time around.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Twins who don't do a whole lot of trades, a whole lot of free agency signings, Um, And the same thing with the Reds, really. I mean, other than trading pitchers here and there. So definitely two tough teams for the West Michigan Whitecaps moving forward. We look forward to following it. Dan Hasty joining us here on the Midwest Swing Podcast. Look forward to coming to the ballpark. Definitely going to hit you up when I come out and check out a game. And look forward to talking to you sometime down the road.
4: Please do, man. I look forward to it.
0: Thanks so much to manager Brian Pena, Midwest League player of the week Ben Malgeri, and play-by-play broadcaster for the West Michigan Whitecaps, Mr. Dan Hasty. Appreciate all of them for coming on and talking to the West Michigan Whitecaps. Now we look ahead to next week. We're going to be talking with the Lake County Captains. But if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Go ahead and make us one of your favorites as we will be covering the Midwest League all season long. DC Hendricks signing off. Until next time.